0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back so happy to have you here this is Turin giants podcast episode number 172 believe it or not this is the longest running ubet podcast in the world as i like to as i like to humble brag uh yes we have been We have been a podcast for about eight seasons now. This is the first season where we're actually not not the Italian champions, but more about that later. This is, I think, season number eight. And uh, we have a very special show for you guys today to celebrate the end of the season. A little special uh, today, as you guys may have heard. I've, I've been trying to promote this podcast for a couple of days now because it should be promoted because it's awesome. We have awesome guests with us today. Before we get to the introductions, uh, please follow us on Twitter at Juve Podcast and follow our merchandise page at Turin Giants and also follow us on Instagram at Turin Giants. Someone special follows us and he, he reposted our Marquisio artwork today. Uh, it's really easy to get reposted by Marquisio, to be honest. You just, you just have to tag him. He loves, he loves himself some Marquisio and we're here for it. We love it. Uh, we, you guys certainly have many choices in you podcasts and Italian football podcasts. And we are truly appreciative that you guys decide to choose us, um, week after week. Like I said, this is our eighth year and it's only getting bigger. I, mean, I appreciate you guys. So let's get to introductions. Mr. Sam at culture podcast at the culture podcast. I still, I, I can't believe I still get it, get it screwed up. This is our Canadian son. Welcome Sam. Uh, he's texting me right now something's wrong. Uh yeah, his his audio but we'll, we'll we'll keep working on Sam's audio. I want to introduce my friend Giuseppe Mognani Welcome buddy.
1: Ciao Farad, ciao Farad, ciao Mina, ciao Samuel, ciao everyone. I'm super happy. Super happy.
0: <laughs> yes, he is he's is the man with with the YouTube channel. Uh we we love we ha- we had him on a couple of podcasts. Away And uh, people love you, man the, the, the feedback was fantastic Speaking of fantastic feedback I don't think we've ever gotten so much love After, after this lady visited us a couple of months ago She is the first lady of the Turin Giants podcast uh, Juventina number one And Anieli's right-hand woman Mina Ruzuki Welcome back, Mina We're so happy oh. to have you
2: Thank you for having me back. I really wish I was the right hand woman. <laughs> but it's
0: great to be back. We've got a lot to cover. And like I already mentioned, the, the 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 response that we got after I posted that Mina will be, Mina and Giuseppe, of course, will be on the podcast, was tremendous. We have a lot of questions for you guys. Uh, you guys will go head to head in a quiz. Um, yes. I think before we start taking questions and, t- and start talking about Juve, we will quiz you guys and see how much... How much you guys know about Juve? And today Giuseppe is competing for Patrick. He represents the great state of Wisconsin in the Midwest. He's a, he's a loyal listener and a good buddy. I decided to give him a chance to win some, some Turin Giants swag. Uh, by the way, turinegiants.com. Also check out our products. And Mina will be playing for a Swedish... Um, a Swedish listener, Juventina, It's a, it's girls against boys today. Her name is Natalie, and she's a she's also a Juve podcaster. If you guys want to check her check her out, uh, that podcast is unfortunately in Swedish, which I do not understand. But um, I'm sure it's a it's a great podcast. She has a lot of love for Juve. So, um, Giuseppe, anything you'd like to say before uh, before we begin? Yeah.
1: I'm super happy to be back, first of all, because, you know, that's my f- uh, favorite podcast. You know that. And everyone has Thank to you know buddy. it. That's one. And then uh, I'm super happy to meet, finally, Mina. Because uh, on my channel, every time they are telling me, Giuseppe, invite Mina. Invite Mina. We want Mina. We wa-, I say, yeah, okay, it's fine. I will try. Uh, we had never had the occasion to talk to each other. So it will be the first time. So I'm super happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: super happy to be on. Sorry if I... Uh, I- it's nice to have like a full podcast and to meet different people and to have the opportunity to see what you all look like. Cause last time I did this, I, I would really like it I refused to put my camera on cause it was like in the middle of lockdown. Um, but this time around, I, I just feel like it's nice to see everyone's face.
0: Excellent. Well, much disappointment on, on your face, but you cannot hide it on camera. Um, <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you can uh, bring the mic closer to you, please. I know that mic is is a little far. Uh, before we begin, I was just going through. You know, this is this is like I mentioned, our eighth year. Sort of. I never really do it at the end of the season, but we. Uh, I was looking at the top ten countries that listened to us this year and kind of the demographics of it all. We uh, yeah, we we did it big this year, and uh, I uh, I wanted to thank all my co-hosts. I will do it at the end of the show. And, um, but before we do get to the quiz, I wanted to read the top 10 countries that listen to us. Number 10, Belgium. Yes, yes, that's uh, Gi- me. Giuseppe is pumping his fist. Thank you. The Bognani effect. Here that's go. right. That's right. Number nine, Finland. Hello. Hello. Uh, Sweden comes in at number eight. Swe- Swedish listeners are, are legit. Scandinavia is of-
3: very well represented. That's, that, right. that's, that's 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 an odd one. I, I, I can never get my mind around how many people from Sweden listen to consume cultural content or seem to. So that's only being further reinforced today.
0: Uh, number seven, India. Welcome to our Indian. Actually, number seven and six, Norway and India has kind of the same demographic. So they're kind of splitting the spot. Number six, Australia, of course, always Indonesia. Number four, Indonesia coming strong. Number four. Uh, Indonesian, you know, Juventus are known for their passion and any sorts of any other team actually. But um, I like to think that they are—they're um, mostly Juventus fans in Indonesia. So welcome to you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support. United Kingdom number three, Canada number two, and the United States number one—the big three. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. Uh, I wanted to read a wanted to read an old note i received this was this was sent to me after sorry guys i'm just going to do an intro but then then you will get your your guests i apologize i just have so much to say since this is kind of a special episode uh, i received this message 2 years ago after the atletico comeback the famous 3-0 at the turin, turin stadium um, the i i i screenshotted the picture of the of the twitter message so i forgot to add the name so i apologize so if you're listening to this Uh, this, this kid wrote to us. He said, Hey man, first of all, love your podcasts. Always great shows. I live in Gaza, Palestine, and without boring you with the details, things are pretty bad here. You've in general and listening to your podcasts on my way to work, definitely relieves the stress. So thank you. Uh, we've received many, many sweet messages and, um, this one stuck to me. So I, I I hope you're still doing fine. You know, the situation is not not excellent. So, uh, if you're if you're listening to this, please reach out. We'd love to hear how you're doing. Um, yeah, I've got much more to say, but I think we'll get to the quiz. So the rules are, you guys will get, you guys will go until three. So the first person to get to three answers, three correct answers, wins for their, for their listener. And their listener gets the gets to reap the rewards. So that's how so much we love our listeners. Uh Turin Giants apparel will be sent to you of your choice and your size or whatever. Man, we're, we're um, really, really teased in the news on what is a
3: huge <laughs> what is a huge news week and what is on a huge news day. We have a ton of stuff to get to after this quiz. I'm really looking forward. Yes, to Yes, definitely.
0: Before we- I mean, I, I kind of want to get into it a little, a little softer. There's a lot to talk about and let's have some fun before we do. But before uh, you we get into
3: it, Farhad, Farhad, real yes. quick, we we gotta ask Mina. She's seeing you for the first time, and you were alluding to the fact that, of course, naturally, she's disappointed. Farhad's very humble. He always talks about how we're all handsome and powerful co-hosts, and then he 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 <laughs> proceed he proceeds to he always proceeds to, to to poke fun at himself and say, "I'm sorry, you have to see my face for the first time." It's what he usually says to listeners. But I we have a running joke right now that people are usually surprised when they see what Farhad looks like for the first time. Um, well, I know I was. I know I. Seen was, me. I was gonna no. ask, Vina, are you seeing him for the first time? Okay, because no. okay, I, I misunderstood she, because she most was not, she
0: was not the one on camera. What he looks like?
2: I saw you both last time, but you didn't see me because. <laughs> I had oh. had a facial and it was like the first time I'd left the house. And I was like, I can't put on makeup and I'm not letting you see me without it.
3: Well, <laughs> you, Farhad, Farhad doesn't, Farhad is a face for TV. He's very hard on himself. He's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy, but people, people assume that he's like 55 years old. I know what? I did before <laughs> from his voice. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how, how, Bro, he, how the, youthful look look he at, looks. Look at you his nose.
2: nose. That's I mean, what... honestly, right, ahead, yeah, I do, you know, the world football phone, in which is from two to four. Now it's from one to three, but um they thought I was sixty eight their whole lives. The producers mm. thought i was sixty eight years old mm-hmm. and so when they when I had to go in to sign a contract, they were like, "Oh my God, you're so young <laughs> I was like, "Why would you think I was so old <laughs> but uh,
0: mean actually, how rude of me can you can you tell us where we can find you, where the listeners can can listen to you i know you you have um we got a lot of jobs, so so please let us know and and your your Twitter handle and your website and everything. Please, the floor is yours. Um,
2: it's kind of a hard time to answer this because like it's all up in the air now because well, I work for ESPN. They've just mm-hmm. lost the rights to Serie A. Year. So mm-hmm. um but the thing is is I also work for the BBC. I do a bunch of shows for them from the Euroleagues podcast to the Wild Football Phone Um, But nothing is regular. It depends on what my schedule is. So I choose what ones I can do tomorrow. I'm doing fighting talk, for example. Um, Sorry, that's not tomorrow. That's Saturday. So, but I work for them. I work for Sky. I offer the Italian perspective for Sky. I work for the Telegraph. I work for ESPN. Mm. I don't know whether I'm going to stay on because they do have La Liga. But I love (laughs) Serie A.
0: Well, you know what? that just gives I'm us an opportunity to have you on more often
2: yeah we'll see what happens but i'll keep you updated because new things are taking on board new companies are coming on board so it should be fine
0: you know what i believe in taking opportunities and seizing them you're unemployed kind of <laughs> we are we are always open for new hosts sam <laughs> i apologize but but you've been <laughs> you've been replaced my friend Let's be honest, man. F- Fabio Paratici's out. We've been we've been lobbying. <laughs> yeah,
2: Conte's out. She, pig now. <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: I don't know. I I we've been lobbying for her to we've been lobbying for Mina to take over from Fabio Paratici yes. for weeks now. So I think she has bigger fish to fry than to come on the yes. pod. But uh you know,
0: never never know. I mean, never say never say never. You're always welcome, Mina. So, so the easiest way is to just follow her on, on Twitter and I will include all the Twitter handles and everything and see where the journey takes you. I mean, you're, you're so excellent. I'm sure you'll land on your feet and you will be able to talk about your favorite teams. Uh, all right. I see Giuseppe falling asleep. He's not, he's not used to not talking. If you guys oh see Giuseppe's yeah. YouTube show,
1: <laughs> it's true. No, no, it's true. Nor- normally, I, I I, I don't even breathe. And this time, I, I'm relaxed. Uh, I'm listening awesome. to your voice. I'm really relaxed, Brad.
0: Appreciate you guys. So so let's get to it. So, who wants to start? Should we go with Giuseppe? Should we go with Mina?
2: I'm so bad with quizzes. Go with Giuseppe first. All
1: right. I, w- I will compete until that for Patrick You
2: will win. Don't worry. Because I, I will- am.
3: Yeah, I I'm doing it for heard. Patrick. I'm doing it for Patrick. I will give yes. my best. We probably, <laughs> yes, we probably should have picked a, a listener in like the city of Verona. I'm sure we have someone in the Veneto area who <laughs> listens to us. That would have been a very fitting, uh, very fitting guess. If we could have like, if we could have, if we could have benefited, I mean, mind you, if they're a Hellas Verona fan, they probably wouldn't have wanted any U.S. stuff, but I'm sure <laughs> we could have snuck, we could have, we could have sniffed someone out. Giuseppe would have worked really hard for someone from Verona. He loves that city right now.
1: Absolutely. I, all, I always loved Romeo, Juliet and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: be honest, it's such a nice city. It was my first ever job was in Kiev, of Verona, like for, like for that match. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I like was obsessed with that city.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Everybody seems to have a connection with it. Um, awesome. So we'll start with Giuseppe. The questions are, are a mix and match. They, they're, they're difficult. Some of them are easy. So, so let's just begin. Giuseppe, here's your question, number one. Against which Spanish side did Juventus win the UEFA Cup in 1977? Bilbao. Excellent. We got, we got first points on the board. One, where's, zero. Where's, where's Alessandro Belpiero? We got, it, we got uh, it. I forgot. I forgot him. I had to, I had to come into, a, to, into a friend's house. Is he across
2: and, the
1: uh, street? in 1977. Like, how is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew. I
2: knew. It came like, boom. To- a super fan
0: that's excellent that come that on is, patrick one impressive. point patrick that is very impressive all right mina i hope you're ready <laughs> no. which juventus players also won <clears throat> also won the italian championship with napoli together with diego maradona
2: Ciro ferrara
0: grande chiro ferrara excellent one one all right this is heating up giuseppe you ready
3: I'll now just think ding- no. if, if, if the answer is if the answer is, if they get the answer I'll just I'll just ding I'll just I'll just say ding instead You
2: didn't tell me there's a competition involved
0: <laughs> I emailed you you don't read your emails no, um,
2: you Told me the questions I didn't see the competition stuff <laughs>
0: uh, Sam Sam can you google a couple of questions for me I'm just realizing that we might because I, I was expecting someone to get it wrong so,
4: uh, Google's your you, you, you,
0: you can see the level of preparation
3: that I've had All right, Giuseppe, pull, your turn pull, in, that, pull that up, Jamie All right, I'm on it
0: Yeah, there you go Thank you, buddy In 1961, Giuseppe, your question In 1961, the club had its biggest win inside of Italy What was the score? 9-1 versus Inter This man is amazing Yes, <laughs> good job, buddy 2-1 six, goal,
4: yes.
1: six goals of a, a, a certain player
0: that, yeah,
2: they're a youth team at the time, Inter's
0: youth team. <laughs> Mina, how dare you diminish such a fantastic accomplishment? No, no, uh, we can't. We
1: can't laugh about it, um, a team without a coach.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> that is that is just insane. Last three days have been just just you know, if you're on Twitter, you're battery dying really fast. All right, Mina, your turn. Ah, all right, here we go. Most league victories in a season. Can you tell me the number of the most victories in a single season? And for bonus points, what year that was? That's a tough one. If Giovanni, if uh, Giuseppe steals this one, he wins the game. What's that? 34 No Gi- Giuseppe do you remember the exact number of victories In the I'll, season I would go for
1: out of mind But I'm not sure 28
0: Come on you guys Both of you got got it wrong So what's, what's in, the answer In 2013-2014 season Out of 38 games We won 33 games If you guys don't remember I that, was off by one <laughs> <laughs> the, the the famous one o two points. The the actually that was that was supposed to be one of the questions for trivia. One o two is the most by any top league team, which was an amazing uh, amazing achievement. This is the second time we're bringing up Conte. I guess I guess this will be a uh, have a, a Conte special as well. All right. I don't know what we're going to do, guys. <laughs> I have one more question left.
3: What is it? What is it? First to three? We got to give Giuseppe a little bit of a, di- a more difficult one here. Maybe uh, give Mina, give me, and we'll go to a tie break. Let's go.
2: Can I ask right. Giuseppe a question? Let's see. Of right. course. Right. When was the last time Verona helped us out and we won the title?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the exact date 23rd May.
2: No, not this time. The one before.
1: Oh, the one before.
2: Oh, man. And we won the title because of them. They defeated me one five three. And that's why we won the title
0: what, what do they say on the radio? People are don't screaming in their cars right now I don't remember that the, the year no.
2: Someone said it to me the other day I think it's 1973 and it you don't even us, have the answer? And it was and it was 1973 It was us in Milan for the title And they mm-hmm. defeated them 5-3 In like this freak accident of a game And we got
0: the title it sounds 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 familiar, doesn't it? I like how uh, uh, Sturaro posted, and he just got so much love from you. Because how do you including... say "fino"?
2: He can't use that word. "Gifino <laughs> yeah. Man, that was
0: that was that was a hell. Of... I, I don't remember being so excited as a Uefa fan. Honestly, I was just. We'll talk. We'll talk more about it. All right. You know what? We're gonna ask one more question. This question is for who are we going with?
3: We're going with Giuseppe. Give him give him a tough one here. He's yeah. on fire.
0: Tough one Give me the longest serving Juventus coach in history well, I
1: always confuse But I think this time uh, Mina will win But uh, wait uh, I'm always confused between bo- bon- and bo- Bonus
0: points if you give me his tenure
1: His tenure? What do you mean? His- uh, the, the, the years that he served as a Juve coach The longest to sit on a bench That's what you mean? Yes Okay uh Wait, uh, because there are three. There are Trappatoni Lippi, and uh, Allegri. It's not Allegri. It's one of uh, the two. <sighs> I made. I I I guessed it correct the last time I received that question. I forgot. So let's go for Marcello Lippi. It's tra- fuck. Mina, ah, Mina,
2: you, I,
0: you, you, you have a, you have a chance. To steal.
2: I think it's trappatoni. Because he there did his is. first stint was for 10 years, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was.
2: Okay, and then he came back for five or four.
0: Came back for three, ninety-one to 94. Wow. He coached from 76 to 86 and then coming back in 91 through 1994. Uh, um, well done, guys. I think we'll continue this tradition because we had a lot of fun. We do need to talk. We do need to work on a little audio arrangement because it was a little... A little quiet, but that was awesome. You know what? There's no losers in Turin Giants podcast. I will send both of our contestants uh, Turin Giants swag. Please check out turingiants.com. You what guys a cop out. Awesome. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't, this is such a happy show. I can't leave any of the of the listeners. I don't think, up. I don't think Mina's
3: going to want to do another quiz. She's not cut out for it because when, when Giuseppe was considering the options, he was saying Allegri Trapatori. Well, after he said Allegri, Mina on camera, listeners won't get this, but she shook her head. She shook her head. No. Mm-hmm. As if to say, no, don't say, don't say Allegri. You're, You're in a competition. Anyway. Okay. Well, it D- doesn't I matter everyone sure. everyone
0: won anyway so i'm pretty i'm pretty sure she was googling <laughs> stuff meanwhile as well
2: <laughs> no because elegly was there for like 4 years right five. <laughs> five like lippy was there for like for my whole childhood <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i swear as a kid every time i was on to like looked at tv it was lippy's face well, <laughs> <let's go.
0: laughs> speaking of that let me ask you guys a question was this always like a thing where recently it seems like there's coaches going Everywhere there, there's there's exchanges everywhere. Do we just remember those times as coaches being there longer in their positions, or was that happening all the time? Always, what do you mean by that? It depends. I mean, like, the, I, I feel like every year there's a new coach in a, in, in a different team. Uh, oh. I just feel like was in that seria, always like in that? In
1: Serie A, there are a lot of changes, uh, even multiple times a year. Uh, but then you, you have a, a club like you went to the state with longer, longer with a history of coaches. But then it, it depends also the league. Huh? In France, for example, coach stays a bit longer. In Premier League, you have the example of uh, Ferguson, but uh, uh, Arsene Wenger, but otherwise, no. I, I believe it's, it's normal. It's just Juventus that it's not normal to change every year. Yeah,
0: I
2: agree.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, for Actually, us, it was
2: always like they always stayed... A, also because if you're winning and you are the best league in the world and someone continues doing well and you have management that continues to buy great players... There's no need, reason to change. We started changing because, you know, Nedved thought we needed to be more exciting. And so...
0: There, to me, there's nothing like a coach that's given a second or third chance and then they go on to do great things. Isn't it, Isn't that like just an amazing feeling? And that's sort of like what I want for Juve right now with Pirlo. But unless a better coach comes along, I feel like that's just dumb to do. But that, it looks that, that's increasingly
3: few- it looks increasingly unlikely that that will happen, but... I, I I hear you. you. You know, you know why I think it had it happens a lot now, or why it's happened a lot in Italy in the past, maybe two years ish. I guess is because, um, I mean, Juve were thrown into a period of uncertainty when Allegri left, and they were forced to try to keep up with. You know, they, they were try they were forced to try to keep up, basically, right? Um, meanwhile, for years, you had a bunch of clubs who were trying to keep up with us, but when you are at the top. There's no need to change up all the time. That's why Arsene Banger was, although it, it got a little difficult at the end. That's why he was able to stay at Arsenal for so long, and that's why Fergie was at Man United for so long. But you know, I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty normal for most clubs to be in a constant state of stress and 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 not necessarily disarray, but it, it, you're in a, you're you're oftentimes chasing something else or someone else, yeah. and as a result, yeah. you tend to see change quite a fair bit. We just haven't been accustomed to it in the last decade, because we've had extended periods of success. We haven't really had a wrench thrown in the gears until maybe a year ago. Right. So.
0: Yeah.
4: But it's amazing
3: um, that
2: one bad year can throw your finances in such a way that makes you have to consider stuff that you wouldn't consider before. And, and I feel like journalism has done us a service because there's only narratives around about why there was a need for, like, did you see the inter ultras today about like, complaining to the club about their ambitions. And I'm like, do you understand that we're going through a pandemic? Do you understand how much these guys are losing money and how much risk they have to take to keep this, this club afloat? And, and for Juve, nine years of domestic excellence, you know, Champions League finals, Coppa Italias, all that success, and there's still so much debt. And we're not even mm-hmm. one of the top 10 most valuable clubs in the world. There's a reason why there were conversations on a Super League. And I don't think people mm-hmm. explained that well enough. I don't think even the presidents did. But there are reasons why they wanted to do it. And I thought they were reasons that made sense to me at the time.
1: Oh, I totally agree with
0: Mina. Can, can, you, can you expand on that since um since we have an expert on on, on the podcast? We'd like to hear your, your opinion.
2: Look, I mean, it's hard because I come from a banking world. My father's a banker. I, um my partner's a banker. And so when you read some of these balance sheets and you, you, you know, like look at Real Madrid, right? How many Champions League did they win in a row? How many Champions League have they won oh. in the last decade? Yeah. This is on top of leagues. This is on top of the fact that their net spent over the last six years is lower than Leeds. Leeds United mm-hmm. <laughs> who came out and said, earn it. Yeah. I mean, there was m- less money spent on net, like n- buying and selling, like Madrid did a tremendous job and even they don't have the war chest that they're supposed to have. Like right now, finances are just so difficult for these clubs. There's no people like, we don't know whether Generation Z, like there was a lot of chat about how Perez must be crazy that he thinks that Generation Z don't care about watching games. It's not that they don't, it's that their engagement levels, you have to really make sure they're engaged. If they, they are engaged, they'll watch games from here till tomorrow but they're not going to watch small ones. And the whole point, and that was something that was, it was a study that was commissioned by the Germans, by their FA that told us the things that Paris had come out and said on in Chiringuito in the interview. So right now finance is really difficult. You know, when you are able to get like commercial merchandising or you manage to live in a country like England where people can go out and buy a jersey for hundred euros, you can't do that in Italy. Who can afford that? I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's a lot. If I have three kids and each one wants a jersey, I'm out 300 bucks, you know? And yeah. it, it's really difficult for every single person to do it. It might, might be easier to do in Germany when you have like the economy that they have. But there are reasons why sometimes the Juventus who keep winning can't even afford to buy mm-hmm. players. They, can't, they can barely afford Ronaldo and that's pretty much the Galactico, you know? And so, and they shouldn't have done it and there was a mistake doing it. But at the end of the day, It's funny how, like, Manchester City can make so many mistakes, can spend 470 million on a defence until they got it right, but Juventus make a mistake on Ronaldo and they can't survive anything, regardless of domestic wins, regardless of what they've done in the past nine years. I I think people need to know that.
1: I don't agree about the fact that it was a mistake, um, because for me, you hit a roof in Italy and you needed to expand You you needed to to open the market and who better if you have the opportunity, because it was an opportunity, that's Ronaldo. And the problem is that there was no plan B. It had to work. And to be honest, the first year it started to work. Even if you were losing at that time, you would have have a beautiful return on investment through the years because your appeal, etc. And the dismissal of Allegri is a consequence of And I pay attention for the people that are not seeing me, but for the boring game that he was offering because we were looking for entertainment and victories. Uh, And then you have a pandemic. (laughs) You have a pandemic where uh, we didn't, I don't know if Ronaldo will stay, if he will go, I have no idea. But supporters did enjoy 50% of the games of Ronaldo because then they were at home and uh, finance collapsed. It was so hard and we we never achieved. So if you look at it today, black and white, yes, it was probably a mistake. But could we expect it, a global pandemic? I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody could predict it. And uh, a Super League, indeed, I totally agree with Mina. For me, it is the solution. The fact how they communicated it And actually the details that were given was badly done and people didn't understand it, but I, I, I said it immediately. I was a supporter of uh, the super league. If we remained in our domestic league, what was actually the point because nobody said that we would leave. But um, I I think it it is the future and it will arrive at a certain point. Whatever you do, UEFA or not UEFA, you, we will arrive there because it's true that you are winning, 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 and you can't. You just can't compete. And if you see today, it is a hundred percent, no, seventy five percent finals of a English Premier League team, and then you have one from another league. This will happen more and more and more because the finances at the end. So football will slowly die if we don't react and the new generation like for example my son is 13 the new generation they they don't care anymore because they are used to and we spoke about it huh? Netflix they are used to zapping so much changing when they are feeling a little annoyment they change because they want to be entertained entertained, entertained yeah,
4: yeah. And that's
1: what's yeah. happening. You know, when I see I'm doing watch alongs, I'm not a big, big, huge fan of, I was not a big fan of watch along because I didn't believe in the concept. But when I see how many people are actually choosing to watch me and the game, because they need some entertainment. Otherwise it, yeah. it's it's annoying for them. And our generation are not used to that. But the new ones, they want that. They want Twitch, they want YouTube, they want interaction, entertainment and Super League. I believe that it was one of the solutions that could have given that.
2: I, I from from think what... That...
0: Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry, just to to clarify something, I think what wasn't made clear to everyone was that the Super League was to replace the Champions League. People Mm. kept looking at it as a closed league that was going to destroy the footballing Mm. pyramid. And then they made the Coppa Italia for Serie A and Serie B only. And it's like, you've just done that, you know. So the Super League was there to replace the Champions League. They were cutting out effectively the middleman. What was the complaint was that it was a closed league. They try to explain that we will introduce people. It is not a nice thing to have a closed league. But I think if you had a discussion with those presidents, what they were trying to do was create a product for the fan. So if the fan said, I don't want this, I think they would have found a way to work around it. That was what they continued to say. Like, this isn't the final product. You tell us what you want and we will provide that for you. But we need to make this a better industry. We need to make sure that Donnarumma, for example, who is wants a 10 million today, well, in next year, he wants 15 million. But they're not conscious of the pandemic. They just think there's constant money going around. And so how how can we make sure that everyone can afford this? How can we make sure that people aren't going bankrupt to try to make sure that, you know, these agents or whatever it is that's going around is not going to bankrupt the industry and make it very, very boring and only open to shakes, you know, people who come in and spend so yeah. much money. And I think that, you know, for Ronaldo, you can say on a sporting level, they didn't, and I will put this in quotation marks, didn't win what they won before him. But do you understand how many eyeballs he brought to Serie A? Lukaku, Inter, Conte are there because of Ronaldo, you know, to Mm -hmm. compete with Ronaldo. Mourinho is coming because of the name of Serie A has been lifted by Ronaldo. And that's why we need our big teams. We need our Milans, we need our Inters, we need our Juve to spend money, to want to compete, to show ambition but you also have to understand that landscape right now is belonging to an English market that is an open market that is allowing Russians to come in and and Arabs to come in and not everyone can afford that so it's we can't be communists in football and capitalists in real life you know so you have to just match everything up like and
4: that.
2: that's and
1: it will be even worse huh? because now they are thinking about a salary cap in Italy What I love, I love the fact of a salary cap, but you can't limit it to one country because otherwise you are are penalizing your country even more towards the other one. Because if I'm a player and I start in Italy, at a certain moment, I know that my salary cap will be, I don't know, I'm just inventing 10 million. From the moment I want 12, I will leave.
2: Yeah. I mean, they did the growth decree to bring back wonderful talent to Italy so then if you do the salary cap, they will leave again. So,
1: And, and uh, Super League had a salary cap, but for all the clubs.
2: Exactly. So me, me and Mina, care. we have a nice
1: connection. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice
2: if we watch it's so much fun if we watch a game where we don't talk about the different salaries and the different mm-hmm. payments and then oh Atalanta versus the Giants of Manchester mm-hmm. City or PS. Wouldn't it be nice if we discussed the tactics and the players and the and the innovation in football rather than the scouting, rather mm-hmm. than the fact, well, one team is worth a billion and one isn't, and that's why they're yeah. gonna win.
3: Let's not forget, yeah. though. Th- th- I mean, financial fair play is a thing that exists and that does have. I think, in some way, and I know it's 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 a little bit ironic to even to even entertain the idea that it might have been effective when you have Mad City, who basically circumvented the whole process and are about to compete for a Champions League final in a few days. Granted, um, the reason that UEFA was unable to go go <laughs> I, I go about go about implementing the disciplinary measures that they wanted to put in place against them was due to a technicality. I, anyway, notwithstanding all that, I do think that financial fair play.
2: But they've they've uh, relaxed those reforms because of the pandemic. So now the shakes but, who already have money can put even more money into it. And teams but, that are dying don't.
3: But I don't, but I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand that the idea long-term is for, financial fair play to go out the window. I think there's always an intent to, there's always an intention to keep it in place just so that the health of the health of the health of individual clubs can, 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 can can remain intact. I mean, if, if you allow, if you allow clubs to totally spend above their means, you then wind up in a position where the open league system of the premier league could affect basically any club that wants to go ahead and, 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 pay players, pay players, ridiculous, ridiculous salaries until they become a competitive team to the tune of Man City. But bear in mind, the the, the, the key is that you have to spend within your means. And a team like Man City is spending a lot of money, but they have also, as a result of having generated eyeballs, generated revenue to go with it. So there is, there is a holistic model in place right now where there is an imbalance sure between some, some top sides and some some, 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 smaller sides. I think that's that's totally that's totally normal. But the the, the the idea that a salary cap would eventually would eventually ever take effect and be be the thing to to unify all of European football basically already exists and it is called financial fair play. It's the only way that it works when you have when you have ten leagues that wind up that wind up competing for one trophy, and that is the Champions League. Because mm-hmm. as you said. You you have a salary cap in Italy, you don't have it in France, all of a sudden they there there's a big disparity that occurs there. All right. But so I, that's... I
2: think the sorry, I'm so, sorry, sorry, one last thing. no, just we, one we last... need
0: to wrap up about the Super League. We have a lot of questions. So uh Mina, financial, you have the last word. Just
2: mm-hmm. just the financial fair play theory. I think like you're saying, it's it's such the correct approach. Yeah. You are supposed to spend the money that you generate. But I think that where that comes up wrong is that it's a case of like, even in the written law of America and in the United United Kingdom, you know, if you make this much money, you pay this much tax, right? How much tax does Google pay? How much money? Do you
0: guys pay taxes?
2: Who, like how much do the rich need to? Like if I if I am a single person who's working right now as a freelancer, I have to pay a certain amount of tax. If I just shove limited at the end of my name, I have to pay only 19% tax. There are always workarounds. And so the theory thro- is thrown out the door because practicality is... If you can bypass laws and you can get a team like Accor to to sponsor you, nobody knows that they're owned by Q. like they're, they're owned by QIB, so it doesn't matter. PSG is sponsored by Accor Hotels. It's owned by the same company, so they can shove a three hundred million sponsorship deal, and that's three hundred million cash injection. So you can circumvent the financial fair play. So the theory is wonderful. Practically, though, is it working? If you can find a, if you can find all these like ways of circumventing it. And that's what worries me. we need proper rules that stop that so that everyone can have a chance at winning something.
0: There it is, perfectly put. Thank you guys for your thoughts about super league this was um, this was amazing This is what we get when we get prof- actual professionals on the on the podcast, so we thank you for that. before we get to the questions from the listeners, um, guys, without you, this podcast is nothing. I want to be serious for a second. We've been followed by some some of the same people. When we started in 2013, until now, I still see the names that 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 I know. There's new new listeners, and and all of you guys are so awesome. And uh, I get a lot more love than I ever ever thought imaginable. So we thank you. And uh, let's let's get to the questions. Speaking of followers that that are that are loyal, Giuseppe knows this man, Mike Filetti. He's asking, uh, what are your opinion? I forgot to ask his question last time, so I really want to make sure I I read it. First thing before we start. So he's asking, what are your opinions on DiBala? What would you do with him? And he also suspects that Giuseppe and Mina will have a different opinions mm-hmm. on this one. So he says, I'm stirring the pot. So let's let's hear it. Who wants to go first about DiBala?
2: Giuseppe, go first.
1: <laughs> I go first. Okay, just just one thing that I have to make sure I'm speaking as Giuseppe. Okay, so uh, if you clip it out uh, for or whatever, uh, make sure I'm I'm not speaking for Juventus. These are my thoughts only. Okay, absolutely, one hundred percent. No, but it's important because otherwise, then people they they link and and we have to pay attention to to that. But uh, Gi- Giuseppe
3: uh, is a free thinker.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm a free Go. thinker, and I love everyone. I love uh, De Ciglio, Rugani, Buffon, and I love everyone, okay? So that being said, um, I love Dybala as well. Uh, I have uh, uh, two shirts of him, so if you invest more than €100 Euro for a player, that means that you that you love him. Otherwise, you don't spend money for a shirt. But... Uh, for me, DiBala is a problem. Is a problem um, and not since these years. Uh, DiBala has problems to find his role. You know, for me, DiBala is a perfect second striker in a world of 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 or whatever. Um, he has some difficulties with every coach. He had some difficulties with Allegri. He had some with Sarri even if at the end he found his position after that Sari in press conference had to really speak him out and say that now he had to remain up front. Otherwise he would uh, not play anymore, but he had some problems with Sari. He had some with uh, Pirlo, even if we can excuse the fact of injuries going back from two times uh, COVID and so on and so on. But technically, Tactically, for me, Dybala is a problem, especially if you link him with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, That's one thing. The other thing is, uh, according to me, um, he has also a problem off the field. And uh, mentally, he he had to solve a lot of issues for himself before being the Dybala. That being said, he's an amazing talent. Um, So... Yeah, that's my opinion briefly. Tactically is a problem and we need to find a position for him. Second one is off the field. If you can solve all of these, then I would love to have him 15 years more uh, at at Juventus. But I don't believe that you can solve all of these kind of things in a summer. Now that Paratici has been gone, who knows? Maybe maybe he had a bad relationship with Paratici I have no idea and uh, that's why he didn't sign his contract and that's why he was not happy maybe I believe in fairy tales but if you if you give me the role and you tell me Giuseppe what do you do with DiBala? I would probably for his last year I would I would really try to, to sell him if he stays I'm happy and I will support him
2: i like such a nice fan <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um. I actually don't know where I stand on Dybala anymore. Um,
0: and that's totally fine.
2: I, it's a little bit like this weird love story when you meet someone and you're madly in love with them and everything's perfect, but you're not compatible. You just love them. And sometimes <laughs> love is not enough. And sometimes his brilliance is just not enough. You know, Juventus at the end of the day is is always by history, by reputation, a hardworking club. It's not really a glamorous club, you know, it's one built from leaders, people that just shout, you know, strong mental fortitude, you know. And I, I think on that level, DiBala has missed something since day one, you know. And and I felt that way about Pjanic. I mean, that they're both brilliant players, but sometimes it's about having that soul within you, you know. I look at Insigne, and I think that he's not enough for Napoli. Napoli needed a captain in that final day, somebody that that does what Buffon does, that what Chiellini does, what Ramos does. And and those are the kind of players that I want to play for Juventus. Di is in the prime of his life. He's 27 years old. We need to be seeing the best version of him. We need to be seeing what we're seeing from Lukaku right now in 27. And every year there's a level of injuries that he can't overcome. There are moments that he doesn't step up when you need to. Is he brilliant on a tactic, just playing football when he's at his best, there are few that can match what he can do. When he has strength on the ball and he's opening up spaces and actually helping and sacrificing and staying in position rather than you know, going back as a centre-back, he's lovely to watch. But sometimes that's when I tell you it's just not enough sometimes for Juve. I think that what I want is somebody that will fight, that will do everything, is sometimes even just Sturaro. He's not that great of a footballer, but he fought really hard mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. And that is, for me, what I want to see more than anything, because that's what Juve is made up of. We're not Milan. We're not glamorous, you know? So if I just don't want issues, I don't want temper tantrums, I don't want conversations between, oh, he's injured, oh, he's trying, oh, he's getting over this, oh, there's depression, Allegri's annoyed, Pirlo's annoyed, Sari's annoyed. This is just too much talk, and this is what I think has stopped Roma growing. It's what stopped Napoli growing. I don't want it to see something that Juventus suffer from. So, but this is a team that can't play on the ball. He's the only player right now who Mm -hmm. is one of the few that knows how to actually control the ball. So I hope, you know, the strategy changes, but I don't know if he's enough anymore.
0: We'll get back to the questions. eh?
1: He's 27.
0: Yeah. We'll get back to the questions. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Agnelli, Put out a statement today. Fabio has written the history of Juventus in the recent years. Nineteen trophies in eleven years are the best testimony of his work, which is fully part of the long tradition of our club. Today, I thank him for having been able to create a strong bond accompanied by passion. Uh, Paratici is gone. Your thoughts? Can we bounce back from that? Or there, is there anyone you guys um, you guys see in that position? And. There was a question that, that was posted. What is actual Nedved's job? <laughs> so he can give you those two those two answers. We we we've been trying to figure out what what Nedved does on a day to day basis for about since since Mina came out, it was like a couple of months that we're this is a mystery. So so what do you guys think about this uh, this uh, change in the club? What can that bring?
2: I mean, Nedved is, is something that I even I don't know what he does. To be honest with you, I mean most of the time <laughs> he just seems
0: really angry. Yeah, like, I he yells at reps and
3: conditions his hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I just and he had a change of role right like so he's been promoted so I don't really know if anything for me I I, I don't know I honestly I have no idea with Fabio Palatici mm-hmm. this is a really hard question for me to answer because I have a personal relationship with Fabio I've grown up with him so I know him quite well on a personal level um and I love him as a human being we've thrown each other under the bus like a thousand and one times because you know At the end of the day, I can't say he's done a great job last season because that would be a lie, you know, and there is a level of integrity that is required. I don't think it's all his fault. I think he wasn't ready to be a number one. He was better Mm -hmm. as a number two. I think losing Marotta ended up doing a lot to him, both on a personal and on a working level. I think there was a part of him that sort of mourned that as well and and the feelings that Marotta carried with him because I feel like Marotta is still quite angry about that breakup, you know. And... Marata is a forward thinker. You know, he has identified some great talent. He has brought so much to this team. He had a beautiful relationship with Javier Robalta, who was the head of scouting for Juventus at the time. He is a great negotiator. He was very good at talking to the press to try to get what he wanted to say noted and written. You know, he was much better at that than I think Marotta was. And so it's a loss, but it came at the right time because i i just think that at this point there needed to be a breakup because there needs to be a shake up at juventus um i feel sorry for him as a as a as a human being but i also think that there'll be so much to him going forward so many other positions open to him because he has been tremendous he is somebody who is responsible for the for how long juventus dominated for but i yeah. this is a really unbalanced team and somebody has to take responsibility for it
3: Giuseppe, I know you'll have similar reverence for Paratici, but do you think that, and I'll let you you get to the question as well, but I kind of want to lead you somewhere. Do you suspect that this is (laughs) to do with the fact that, unfortunately, you will get a very short leash when you're in the public eye like this, when you're managing a club of this magnitude, and the decision to go all in on Saturday, and then when that didn't quite work out, the fact that it was kind of all or nothing this year, which, by the way, is going to be a very fun mm. show to watch when it comes out in a few months. Um, but do you think the fact that maybe it became all or nothing this year with Birlo after the Saturday experiment, which Paratici was very much pushing for, didn't work out, do you think that could be why it's coming to an end? And do you suspect that it means the return of Max Allegri is imminent? Because that's that's my... That's my kind of outside looking in read on the situation. I've been suspecting that it would happen for months. Personally, again, from the outside looking in, I, I guess that if we were going to bring Allegri back, I thought that Fabio Paratici would eventually be forced out the door. Um, do you do you see a similar link? Well,
1: I want to start to say that I was, um, I was, and for probably am number one fan of Fabio Paratici. Really, I I don't know if we will be able to find a. A talent scout, a player scout that is so good because uh, I was reading uh, a bit earlier the top 10 uh, players that he brought to Juve, but he, he, you know, Pogba, but even Coman uh, for free that then he left. But uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, De Ligt, uh, so many players, uh, Vidal, Cristiano uh, Romero you know, even, yeah. even more fringe ones. Right. Yeah. So for me, the guy, he, he's a beast and uh, I, I, I really loved uh, his work. Now uh, the fact that he became uh, um, number one, you can't do anymore what you were doing because you have to delegate a lot and you have to take some responsibilities more in maybe areas where it's difficult. Now I want to defend really Fabio Paratici, but really defend him because he came. And when you are taking over from someone, you have to deal with also consequences, consequences of Allegri and Marotta uh, partnership in terms of extending contracts of Kedira, Manzukić, uh, all players that at a certain moment they didn't want to leave anymore and you have to deal with that and you are not free to do your own first mercato that's hard and especially when you just signed uh Cristiano Ronaldo you need to rebuild about, uh, around him and then you have to find liquidities and that's why at the end we were able to sell Spinazzola, Keane, Audero, etc why because Dybala didn't want to leave so we and Dybala was the last you know the last resource because Matwidi Kedira and all these didn't want to leave so you know we are he had he had some really difficulties in the first year and i had no problems with that with that because i was sure he would have done better in the coming years And then again, I I go back to my first initial point when I was discussed a bit uh, earlier, again, pandemic. And I have to say that this season, he did an amazing job this season with the resources that were available. Because at the end, he brought a Chiesa with a really creative formula, uh, Morata, that I'm not a big fan of Morata. But at the end, he brought in Morata that's, uh, you know... uh, Morata on 10 million loan. And if you don't like him, you can give him back. Uh McKenny, unknown uh, Kulusevski that I still believe in. And then a, a fifth player that was really a profit uh, transaction with Arthur. So, but I believe that the role was too much for him and not only because of him, because Morata Mar- was not replaced there was the reorganization where there were less people doing actually even more so maybe that was a bit too much for him and then i agree with mina that maybe being number one in that particular moment of chaos was difficult and he didn't have the best situation to do mercato. now you arrive at the point where someone has to pay and when you agree to be number one That means that you agree to be rewarded and praised, but also, you know, that you can be slashed, okay? And that's what's happening now. I already anticipated the news that he was leaving one year ago. I also made a video about that and people were, mocking me and joking me saying you are not an insider blah 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 I'm not an insider but I had a feeling I made a video about that Uh, and I also made a video about Cherubini being his successor Cherubini already had a bit more responsibility this year and he will probably be the one that will success him I don't see Cherubini in the same reorganization if we don't do a reorganization he will probably have the same problems so it's not really paratici and to finish and to answer your initial question about Allegri, I don't know if we want to go into deep Allegri or because I know that maybe a, a listener had a question about Allegri or should, should, do you want me to answer on that one?
0: Well, I will have you put that on hold because we don't really read a lot of breaking news on this podcast. But uh, around, yeah, Yeah. I mean, the news is just so wild recently Uh, around Turin. Our friend Maurizio, uh, he just posted, according to Pimartio at Sky Sports and Sky Sports, Max Allegri is just a step away from rejoining Juventus who have beaten the competition from Inter and Real Madrid. Giovanni (laughs) Giovanni is texting us right now. And uh, what are you showing me? I can't see that. Conte
2: is
1: officially out. Official statement by Inter. Right, right.
0: Con- okay. Conte is out. Allegri is in, most likely.
2: Oh, that's uh, such a shame. I wanted Mourinho versus Conte.
0: <laughs> I tweeted out this morning <laughs> after it
3: became clear that Conte was going to leave. Jose Mourinho really just became the best manager in Serie A out of nowhere overnight. Um,
2: Oh, not if
3: Allegri's coming. Not back. if not if Allegri's sure. coming back. Uh, not no.
0: if Papa Max has anything to do, anything to it's, say about uh, that. The this... Mad
3: Max, Mad Max Farhad, it's Papa Pirlo, Mad Max. We oh, agree on God. the alteration. I, I am
0: very, very excited. Perfect. I am Joe. Jo- I guarantee you, Giovanni is gonna. I-, I sent him a secret link. I think he's gonna hop on just to just to celebrate it because Giovanni has been has been. Uh, you guys don't want to know what he's been writing about, about Allegri. He's super excited about him and uh, about him coming back. I think we all are. Um, let's, uh, let me, speaking of that, perfectly kind of segue into that. Nathalie, who just won the gifts from from you guys in the competition, uh, in our awesomely uh, well-organized quiz, she's asking, uh, most of us seem to be on an Allegri comeback um, you know, bandwagon. Do you think Allegri could be a good choice, or is just we're caught up in nostalgia? What do you guys think about that?
3: Let's call the a spade a spade. The reason that Paratici is leaving is because, if this is true, Allegri is being brought back and it was a choice between one or the other. So, this is a big shakeup as well. This I'm, is not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not do, sure.
2: I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. I, I, just have a
0: No, no, Gomina. I, I think there's a reason why sorry, but Mina, I think there's a reason why he waited so long. And I said that on a podcast before. This is just a perfect opportunity for him. I just hope he's given he's given the 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 role where he can pick and choose his players as opposed to what he was what he was given last time. Go ahead, Mina. Sorry.
2: Why do you say that? Why do you think that he waited so long? What do you mean by that? Sorry.
0: Uh, just I don't know. It's it's a, seems like a seems like a plenty of clubs were after him. He had plenty of opportunities to join bigger teams, but decided to wait. And something, maybe, maybe there was something in the something in the air. Maybe he knew something. I always hashtag Hashtag Max knew.
3: I I always suspected that he was waiting to be vindicated, and I think now he is, and that's why he's being brought back. I think that's what sort of what Farhad means as well. Have you ever like I don't know.
2: I keep bringing them this back to a relationship like you know when you when you're in a relationship and you take things for granted like we did with 9 Scudetti yeah mm-hmm. and it just starts getting really like boring when you win another one it's never enough or it's just never enough until you're behind the sofa hoping you make top 4 and then you just think anything's enough because you just don't want to be you, back in that situation That's
0: <laughs> actually a great point because the celebrations that we had getting that fourth spot you know just showed you how spoiled it was we were more
2: more than this Scudetto last season i'm going to be honest with you 100% 100% i was so disappointed with that title <laughs> win last year i was like oh for goodness sake get out my club this is terrible it makes
3: it makes no sense. sense we like we like a little bit of suffering we do we do i i i thought the same thing you know on the weekend i thought this makes no sense how just how did it get to, how did it get to this point how did it get to this point winning is better right that's the motto you know vincere non importante l'unica cosa che okay but 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 here we here we are totally thrilled at, at making fourth place. We would have laughed at other clubs about this three years ago. It's, but but it's but it's it's you know part of the eb- part of the, it's part of the ebbs and flows of 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 supporting of supporting a football club. As you said, you take your incumbent situation for granted when it's a good one. You know, people get tired of their, ma- people get bored of their marriage after 12 years sometimes. And <laughs>
4: it's just, it's just yeah, it exactly.
2: is. <laughs> like Arsene Wenger and his, you know, making top four was such a joke for Arsenal. I mean, how much would they love to be making top four right now? You know, yeah. it's don't take things for granted because they're not that easy sometimes, you know, like Alex Ferguson winning was something they took for granted. Uh, and I will, going back it, to him wouldn't be nostalgia. If
1: I may, I will even add a bit more. Don't take even football for granted. Uh, Last year in March, they closed everything. They stopped everything. And then you realize because, okay, we reopened uh, the football, but not yet for for the fans. Now they are coming back after one year, but tomorrow you can have a variant of a new virus, And we can stop with every single sport. Enjoy every single minute of your team or whatever, your hobby. Enjoy just life when you can, because tomorrow everything can be gone. So enjoy, enjoy, celebrate every goal. You know, I'm celebrating a lot of time like crazy because I'm going full of emotion. But it's maybe the last goal that you celebrate ever. Go! Who cares that it's not the you know, people are saying you are celebrating like you won the Champions League? Yes, yes. <laughs> because may, maybe I was lucky enough to live the Champions League in, in, in ninety six when we won it. But maybe we'll never do it again, or maybe there will be no football tomorrow. So enjoy,
3: enjoy, enjoy.
0: I have a theory that the thrill of w- positive. I have a th- I
3: have a theory that the thrill of avoiding relegation is akin to the thrill of winning a title. The emotion is about the same. The emotion is about the same. It's not, you you get, you get to, you get to about a 10 on 10 ecstasy either way, right? It's just relative what you choose to get happy or sad about. I think that's why we watch sports is because we're not necessarily always looking to win. We're just chasing those weird highs. We're really irrational. I don't know, Giuseppe, you got me on some weird, you got me on some
0: weird (laughs) mushroom (laughs) induced uh, philosophy now, but yeah. Well, speaking of emotions and going up and down, um, uh, Vera, she's asking, um, Question for the podcast today is very female centric episode and I love it. I uh, I listen. Everyone's welcome. I, I love that we have uh, a lot of female listeners. always always uh, checking in with us. So Veer, you asking...
3: you ladies, you've ladies are champions right now, and uh, the men we, aren't. We've got so. the
0: first first lady of the Turing Giants podcast on right now. Come on. So Veer is asking, what moment from this season you can't wait to see behind the scenes aspect in Amazon series? Is there is there, is there a moment that stands out that you would love to see?
2: Yeah, Antonio Conte and his uh, middle finger at Anelie, and okay. Agnelli shouting abuse at him. I want to see everything behind.
0: You, the you think they'll include it? We have an insider on. We can ask.
1: I, I can't. I can't wait to see myself uh, in the. <laughs> no, I, I'm curious because you know Juventus. You they did a contest uh, to for the Twitch host. I won i have no mm-hmm. idea maybe maybe i will be in it I, I maybe, yes, maybe yes maybe no so i'm curious to see if they will speak about it but that's because uh i love myself i'm
0: sure but I- i'm sure i'm <laughs> sure there will be a separate chapter dedicated to your journey i'm sure M- maybe uh, you know in the <laughs> bonus at the end like
3: it'll be side. like it'll be a little uh side tangent of one episode kind of like when agnelli took to the to the scuderia ferrari factory a few weeks ago that was like definitely a, they brought the cameras along it was it was gonna be a little a little side action thing kind of like when they did that little profile on bernardeski in the the netflix series a few years ago and <laughs> him strumming guitar is gonna be a little it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little side piece on giuseppe in his in his uh, in his brussels studio you're in brussels right yeah, yeah, I'm impressed yeah, the- No, but
1: I, I'm curious. You know what I'm curious of is the uh, how it will be uh, the the story because I'm I'm sure that it was already done and and everything was already written and then they had to change, 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 reworking on the on on, on the documentary, the, the music that they will choose, the the story. You know, the, what will they explain and how will they arrive to actually? Will it be an all? Because at the end we won sixty six percent of the Italian trophies. It's not bad, mm-hmm. and we qualify to Champions League. Will it be an all, or will it be a nothing? That, I'm curious. I'm really curious.
0: I can't. When is that coming out? You guys know?
1: Uh, Amazon promised before the
0: end of the year. Interesting. I can't wait for that. So we we can have, have to you, mention. Can you
2: mention something about Allegri and Paratigi? Because I don't think we ever explained that.
0: Please, Please do, yes
2: Because I, like, I don't actually know what Giuseppe thinks either Because I'm really interested to know, sorry uh,
1: mm-hmm. But I, I'm a big fan of uh, Massimiliano Allegri Me there,
2: too He's there. like, I'm like his number one
0: <laughs> But But And there is always a but can, Giuseppe, can you say but again? But 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 <laughs>
1: Go ahead With one T, not with two T <laughs> I love uh, his accent No, uh, you know, I, I, lo- I really love Massimiliano Allegri, and I think it's a really intelligent and smart man. Now, you took a decision and you have a quote at Juventus or a hashtag, whatever. It's called Live Ahead. And if you want to go to Super League, if you want to do all these kind of things, I think it was, at a certain moment, correct to stop with Massimiliano after everything he did at Juve. I think it was a correct choice to think about entertainment uh, bringing entertainment also paired with victories it failed because 2 years later it failed if you bring back allegri tomorrow again i will support and will be super happy super happy because i respect the man i love him but i would not do it now i w- i would try a last time to to go to the vision of <sighs> trying something else, and that doesn't mean changing the DNA of Juve, because we are Juve and we will probably never be a, a Manchester City or a Barcelona, because every team has their identity. We don't have to change it. But if we can evolve and add on our DNA, it's now that you can try a last time, and it was difficult to do it when you were winning. Maybe it's a paradox, but maybe it's easier to do now that we lost. So, yeah, who would you pressure. go for? Hey, that's a good, good question. You know, I would. Don't laugh at me, but I would go really crazy. Okay. I would go for Rita Guarino, and I would, I would, I would, I would go crazy. She she has no job, and now the national team of Italy they just extended the actual trainer because everyone was thinking that she would go there. I would go really crazy. I would go. No, that's,
0: that's very interesting. Le-
1: yeah, why not? You you go live ahead. Inter, if if you lose, I don't know, but if you lose Cristiano Ronaldo, you need to find something for your club interest. And and she's a really great coach, yeah, because although she has experience, not with men, that's true, but she has experience, she's really great, she has charisma, she is inside Juve. We know her, she knows Juve, she has a really great relationship with management.
0: Why what about not? like an assistant job? I mean, that's a fantastic, uh, maybe not for a main coach, but I know. it's a great opportunity. If you, if you, go, opportunity for, if you for...
1: go for a women, you go all in, and but not assistant. Uh, but maybe it's a, a bit daring. Uh, after Pirlo, I it know is, what I'm saying <laughs> today. People will kill me when they I see I don't know me. what you're
0: smoking up there, man. <laughs> uh, no,
1: but I think it's it's a good final of everything what Juventus is doing. I would go for her if, if. if I know it's maybe if it's too exaggerated or if I'm too much avant-gardiste in French, uh, (laughs) uh, if we are a bit too much live ahead, um, I have no idea. I have really no idea. It's one of the few times that I'm, I'm really in difficulty where of course, Allegri would be in my top choices, but then I put aside the idea of live ahead and I embrace what I have because again, Allegri is Allegri. Uh, why not Pirlo? Uh, It's really difficult. I have some difficulty because I see benefits and and problems in everyone.
0: Um, This question is for... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I apologize.
2: No, I was going to say that I I do feel bad about how much is said about Paratici and Allegri because I I really want to really make this clear that he was Allegri's number one fan. Like, like like a super fan like I remember so much when I was like even just talking about Sally doing so well in Napoli and Fabio's like nobody's like Allegri like Allegri is wonderful you know and so I find it really hard for me to believe that you know he would have to leave in order for Allegri to come back say there is this fallout which I'll be honest with you I I don't believe is with Fabio um it can be resolved, you know. People make a lot of these like internal conflicts, like how can Allegri go when there's Pelo, and that was fine. And he took him to the to the Champions League final, and there was no conflict, you know. People get over things because we're adults. I, I know that some some things can't be done, like Fabio and Beppe Marotta is something that's hard, and you can see it because there's evidence of it. You can't disguise these things, but I think that sometimes this is a, a topic that's being talked about a lot. And I and and Fabio, I don't. I don't agree with Happy in the same sense that I don't think he had a great year because as much as Federico Chiesa was great, I hate the fact that our team has like 15 wide players and nobody in midfield, you know, like that can actually direct.
0: Also, the ball. wasn't his huge problem not being able to sell players? I know this, this just it's an uh, this will be one of the challenges of this summer, Mercato, because. Yeah, but that's also a pandemic like a, have question. An army.
2: Yeah, it's a pandemic question. So, I mean, some excuses should be like exercised. And I understand that it's difficult to sell, you know, like this great talent. How many people are are wanting to buy somebody when they're all broke themselves? I mean, Jaden Sancho was talked about nonstop and no one ended up buying him, you know.
4: Mm.
2: And so, but having said all these things, there was a great imbalance of the team because what, what I love about parati is his passion. Oh, I really want Iguain Oh, I really want Kieser Oh, I really want Verati. But he sort of wants everyone. He's like a hoarder. <laughs> He's just not very good at like finding who to, to sell. Yeah. And so I think that was the issue. But when it comes to Allegri, I think a lot of it is Agnelli as well and his guilt. In 2017, when he lost the Champions League, Allegri's like, bye, I'm going. And and they said to him at the time, like, no, you have to stay. What can we do to make you stay? And Leghi said, this is what I want. I want a midfield. I want squad depth. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give him that. They really mm-hmm. didn't. And, and 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 I nearly tried, but there's only so much that he can do because he has to rely on at the time Beppe Marotta and Fabio Paratici. And they didn't give him what he wanted. And he still did a really great job. It wasn't enough. And then Ronaldo came in and they thought he'd be thrilled, but that's not what he wanted. Allegri doesn't <laughs> want these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I still really believe, yeah, sometimes if you give, if when you gave Leonardo Hadim at Monaco a, a team that only knew how to defend, he created a defensive team. When you gave him a, a team that only knew how to attack with Carrasco and Martial and then Mbappe, he created the most attacking team in France. I think if you give Allegri the right players, he's not going to just be a pragmatist. He can also dream with you. He, he wants to do that. He's a teacher. He's a student of the game, Mm-hmm. and i And I think that it's about giving him a side that doesn't always have to be pragmatic. What people don't understand is you may buy individuals, they don't buy te- teams that are well balanced. They buy great talent and put them all together and hope somebody makes it work. Yeah. And I think that if you if you give him better players in which he can actually put a strategy together, I honestly, just speaking to him, just his substitutions, he knew bringing on Alexandro against Spurs would win the game. Do you know what Gattuso did? He bought five strikers at the end against Verona. I mean, what's the point? Who's going to get the ball to these forwards? You know, a great coach is Ancelotti, who can change fullbacks and, and win the game. Uh, Allegri, who can bring Asamoah to win the game. That's clever thinking. And I will always choose a clever man to take charge of my team, always.
1: I, I agree on that one. That That's true, that's true. But are we able to give him now what he wants? I
2: that's don't know. That's
0: the question, that's the question. M- M- Mina, can we, can, can I just ask you uh Kind of a non a related question. Who's the most famous person on your cell phone? Who can, who can you text right now? Who's like the most famous person that would be like, ooh,
2: Floyd Mayweather.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> so we- fantastic! That's awesome. Interesting. All right. Um, she flexed on us, didn't she? I was expecting some some lower team manager, but she she went with a. Oh, like
2: that! Oh, I thought to do with football. I was like, no. It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. That's 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 a very interesting trivia question that we'll be asking the next next episode. To see if the people were listening. Uh, Farhad, I'm Mina. glad you
3: were, I'm glad you were tuned into that discussion, that discussion about the future of the club and who the next manager should be. And, and <laughs> Hey Mina, hey, that was the most, I, that, was the, that was the most I, scatterbrained. That was the most scatterbrained. I know you, Far, Farhad loves Joe Rogan. You ever <laughs> see that? You ever seen that clip of him say, talking about, talking about like the point of life. And he goes, Hey, Hey, did you ever see that video of that moose getting hit by that car? Oh, Jamie, you got to pull that up. Just, just, yeah. what, what a 180 that was. I, I,
0: listen, listen, we've gotten, we've gotten compliments from this podcast. And that's actually, thank you for letting me vent a little bit. From day one of this podcast, earlier known as UVET Podcast, we've been to Ring Giants Podcast for a couple of years for, <clears throat> for, for uh, litigation reasons. But uh, I've always wanted to make this a conversation amongst friends. I don't want it to be a stuck up, boring, UVA nerds talking about. Sometimes I just have to ask this, these questions. And I, I was wondering, and you know what? I got an awesome question. You got to go for it sometimes. Mina, question for you. Um, uh, this, I, I'm just saying that because this was directed from Amir to you. Um, you have spoken. It's kind of a long, long-winded question. So uh, pardon me. Mina, you have spoken in the past about the importance of balance in a team. I feel that even through, uh, even though Cristiano is one of the best players in the world, he does not really gel with the team. Um, uh, I understand that we don't have the players to suit his game and in his high wages, we can, with his high wages, we cannot afford uh, suitable players for him to flourish, especially importantly, midfield. midfield. As a result, we have no creativity. I feel like he's exaggerating, but but that's just basically what he's saying. Since in the last year of his contract, would you sell him or move on um, and move on or keep him? This question is for Amir. What do you what do you think? You 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 are the right hand of Agnelli. Come on, need to make this. This is the thing. This is
2: why I tell you there are sporting benefits and then there are financial benefits. Mm -hmm. I know people say he cost 30 million and that just is a drain. It's not, (laughs) it's just not. 19 million people watch the game between Inter and Juventus. Do you understand what 19 million people is? (laughs) Do you you understand what Juve does? And that brand It's just 1 million
0: more than listen to this podcast. (laughs) Mm.
2: Just exactly. Like, you know, whatever he takes away, you know, you know, the 30 million or whatever it is, in his wages, he brings so much for Serie A and he brings so much for Juventus. And, you know, make no mistakes, Dilius is not coming without Ronaldo. You know, like, you know, that kind of coverage that you get, the non-stop, the the CBS and Serie A, like, trying to get them, a lot of that is based on Ronaldo. So balance... I feel like, you know, we have no creativity. I do agree with that, to be honest with you. I think that Ronaldo is the cherry on top of a beautiful cake. And unfortunately, we couldn't give him the cake, you know. And so that was the issue. And um, it's not without trying. I thought that, you know, Fabio obviously did. But we just ended up with a team that was really good. I mean, you should have a spine, right? You should have a good director, a good defensive midfielder, you know, a good striker. You know, that's your spine. And what we ended up having is just really good, like, players on the wide, in the wide areas, but perhaps not a great spine barring our centre-backs, you know? And I think this was the issue. My balance, my balance thing is also related to age. People say, oh, it's such a slow team. Get rid of the old people. Getting rid of Bla- Blaise Matweedy and the oldies, like people thought, is also the reason why we're fourth. You know, sometimes these things make a difference. Buffon screaming made more of a difference to UV's games because we never lost under Buffon than we did with Chesney. Chesney played a lot more games, so it's much harder to obviously provide that. But sometimes having the voice of an older man actually makes the difference. Modric makes the difference for Real Madrid and he's old, you know? And so is Sergio Ramos. But we don't... Balance needs to be players who know how to play on the ball and players who know how to play off the ball. Marquisio is great off the ball. Pirlo was great on the ball. Do you understand? That's what I mean by balance. It is Mm -hmm. creativity, but it's also dynamic approaches. It's somebody... You know, buy Kaiser but make sure you also have Locatelli. You had Luke Kulisevsky, and as much as I love Keiser, and I'm so happy he's there, Locatelli would have been more important. A midfielder might have gotten us further, you know? Kaiser has rescued us, and now we can only judge him, and we're all very thankful for him. But we have Douglas Costa, Federico uh, Bernadeschi. We have like 15,000 people that can play on the wide areas, and how many people that can direct the game? It's
0: and so, so you mentioned... You mentioned off sorry to interrupt you you mentioned off the ball movement back in a day where where we had that mVP um, midfield it was fun to actually watch what other players off the ball are doing right now it's just this stagnant or this previous season it was just this boring movement uh, as soon as as soon as there was some kind of a challenge it would pass back pass the ball back uh, there was nothing interesting about the game and I hated the fact that we were we were half a second late for everything. Nothing was a surprise. Watching these teams, it's like if I were on the field, I would totally predict what this player was was gonna do. And and like watching other teams, they're so creative, they're so quick. Watching Man City just buzz around the field, or or even Dortmund, they're so unpredictable. I feel like this year was just the worst Juve to watch. And a lot of a lot of diehard fans were were writing and talking to me about. I can't watch this team. I would rather do something else with my life. You know, and uh, I mentioned the play-
2: why people keep talking about Cuadrado and Keiza. Yeah. And they have had great seasons. I don't want to take them, take that away from them. But they are two players that thrive in chaos. They're not... Uh, how can I say this? Keza doesn't play with his head up. He doesn't see what's going around. You mm-hmm. know, you look at mm-hmm. Phil Foden. Foden knows exactly and, and where everyone is. He knows exactly where where you're running and he'll pass you the ball into the space for you to latch onto. Every part that Juventus was to feed. And so if it wasn't perfect, which it wasn't most of the time, they were dispossessed and it was a huge problem. And so, and everyone's running with their head down. You know, Quadrado just crosses, just gets it, it. There is so much slowness there because because there's nobody who played with their head up and knew exactly what they were doing, you know? And and I think this was the issue that we had.
3: That's a very, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And then it's easy to point to Quadrado's numbers and say, look how many assists he provides, but but your eyes don't deceive you, right? You look at the player and you look at how he plays. And it's just that there is definitely, I think it's definitely frustrating to watch a team play through someone like him or even Chiesa at times who I love and who is fantastic and who we I'm very happy have in the side, but balance is definitely key. It sounds cliche, but but practically, you know, if you bring in a guy like Locatelli or a guy like Foden, we're not linked to but he's, yeah, the he's rolled with like that. hypothetically that does provide a little bit of yin to the yang. Farhad, what you were talking about the movement in the movement in midfield that we had in 2013, 14. I mean that was what you're ta- what you're talking about and I know that Allegri had the same midfield when he took over, but what you're talking about is is Antonio Conte Disciplining the side, drilling into the side, a very specific method of play, and that's very clearly what was lacking this year. I think it's a reason why Inter went on to win the title. But you know, to yeah. get back to the to get back to the point of Ronaldo, Giuseppe, your son is thirteen. Uh, does he play? He plays football. Does he not? He doesn't, he doesn't like football. He doesn't like football. Wow! It's okay. crazy. he doesn't like it. Uh, I tried, but uh, okay. No. Well, well,
1: but well, but but. He likes uh, that I buy him the shirts. He likes, you know, (laughs) yeah.
3: I follow you on social media. I saw that he wears the shirts. That's why I assume that he He, he, likes it. No, no, he's asking for the result. He's happy when we win, but uh, no, he doesn't like it, uh, no. Okay, so I'll take you back to your youth then, when you were playing football. Do you guys remember what would happen when a kid who maybe wasn't necessarily uh, that good... Had a rich dad who sponsored who, who who sponsored the team. He was kept he was kept in the side, right? He was kept in the side because because although he might not have he might not have provided the best option on the field, well, you know he was he was a valuable asset to have in a lot of ways. Cristiano Ronaldo is that guy now. Now I'm not saying that he's useless like that kid might have been, like the fat kid who who whose father happens to have a fat wallet might have <laughs> might have been. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo is the freaking best goal scorer in Serie A right now. He he's the capo canoniere, um, he, he's, he's not an inept player, but there has to be something. I mean, the, 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 there has to be something said about the fact that we don't look lost without him. We don't look lost without him. So I think the key question for me, and Giuseppe, I want to know if you agree with me on this or not. I think the key with Ronaldo is he's fantastic having a team on a number of reasons. For business, it's fantastic. He drives eyeballs, but he also does have a practical um, use on the field. I think the issue comes when you try to play through him all the time because he still has the tendency to drift out wide and he doesn't have the same dynamism that he did eight years ago. When he's the nine in the box, he's deadly. That's where you want him more often than not. Now, here's the issue. If you try to utilize him like you would any other player, right, you try to start him from the bench sometimes, you want to substitute him here and then, um, or now and then, you you get – you get – people that are pissed off, you get him that is upset because he wants to be the protagonist all the time. Do you think that there's ever really a possibility that we could ever attain a balance with Cristiano or do you think it's just something that you have to accept? If you have him in your side, he has to be the protagonist. It's just what it is, even if it's not necessarily the most practically effective. Go, go ahead, Giuseppe.
4: Uh,
1: Cristiano Ronaldo, it's a 360-degree package that you take and, and you know him. You know that it has a lot of benefits, you know that there are some uh, problems, but I would love to have a problem that scores 35 goals a season. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if yeah. if Bernardeski scores 35 uh, goals a season, <laughs> he can uh, die his hair every year or every two months, you know, I don't care. Then the problem is when he's not scoring 35 <laughs> and then he comes like a comeback of, um, of Eminem, then I have a problem with him. <laughs> but except of that, uh, even if it's a beautiful man, he can do whatever he wants, it looks good. But except of handsome. that- is 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 really. But except of the fact that Bernardeschi is beautiful, no, I would love to have the problems of Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, but it's a package. If you lose Cristiano Ronaldo, it's not only the player that you will have to replace and where do you find the player with 40 goals a season. That's a problem. Uh, but it's also who will be on the... Uh, how, how do we call it in Dubai? On the Dubai Tower, um, you know, when he's that winning that? the... Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Look, he was with the Juve shirt there. Who's able to do that? Because millions, the, the planet saw him with the Juve shirt. So, yeah. you know, you, you have to replace him. And who can be able to do that? Look at his fan base. There are, like Agnelli said not so long time ago, more and more people are loving individuals over a team it is a consequence so it's hard but if you are really speaking about the field there is one thing i don't like about cristiano ronaldo and it's true that if he's not scoring in the first 15 minutes it can he can be a pain in the ass because then he's pissed off with everyone he's also putting pressure on the other players because Federico Chiesa wants after scoring versus Atalanta, his first goal. He wants his second one. And then Cristiano Ronaldo is pissed off because Chiesa is not giving in the ball. And these kinds of um, behaviors annoys me on the field. Then off the field, he will be really uh, happy again because we won, but on the field in the 90 minutes, if he's not scoring first,
0: it can be really a problem. But now, but there's something that, something that his fans will tell you is... Because he gets pissed off. He cares that much. He is that much of a winner. There's really, there's really nothing you can say to, to, uh, to but have probably, a conversation.
1: Yeah. Probably because he's a winner and he wants to, and mm-hmm. I agree with that. But you are 36 at a certain moment, you have so many young players and you have mm-hmm. such an influence of them that you have to step down a bit. You can be, pissed off you can't you you know i understand all of that but you are in a team individual are important but the team is bigger so you have to pay attention with behavior because players they feel it you know uh and and that's something that i would love to change of cristiano ronaldo is behaviors in certain moments of the of, of the game that's really annoying but yeah if you have cristiano ronaldo it's a consequence now when you tell me we didn't suffer when cristiano ronaldo was not there pay attention eh? because if you play versus a bologna that is in a holiday already <laughs> you know against who did we really play really fantastically well without cristiano La- against who lazio <laughs> 3-1 and then he enters it's true it's true um it's lazio it is not real madrid it is not uh, uh manchester city it is lazio it's so, so no so, to my point Sorry. you want
3: him as an option i just don't know that you know
1: i i think that if cristiano ronaldo uh stays i would be happy of all the benefits and i think one more year i would sign and you know why be- because it would it would be, be such, such a pity it would be such a pity yeah. to have had cristiano ronaldo and not have had him you know enjoyed into the max
2: yeah
1: would yeah. be such a pity you know, yeah. so unfortunate. You buy Cristiano Ronaldo, and nobody can go to the stadium to watch him. You know, yes. we, we he, he never even had a, a solid black and white striped shirts because we did crazy with uh <laughs> partially stripes. You know, I wanted yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo with a real shirt like this yeah. season, like one hundred
0: percent. And I just want him. I just <laughs> want him to get an opportunity to celebrate yeah. his goals in front of fans. And that, yeah. that this last year just didn't feel the same. All right. But so
1: if he something? leaves and I finish for if he leaves, yes, sir. I would also be okay but then i need a man that can bring me the excitement
0: yeah
1: Togba? yeah can Dona we Ruma? can we <laughs> <laughs> who did you say mina donna roma <laughs> uh, eh, yeah but he, he will come he will come
0: oh okay well what, what, what's your what's your boy Momblano whispering in your ear come on spill I it told him, i told him the question
1: last year i told him last year because i me, me Rayola, was doing too much things And I said, it's not normal. Something will happen. I was thinking that Milan would be smart enough to cash in last year. So before the rumors, I asked him live. It was not even prepared. I said, Donnarumma, yes or no? And he said, wait, wait, wait. I have that mini movie. Hey, I waited. We had to wait 365 days and Mm -hmm. probably at 90%, he will join us. makes sense, huh?
0: Papa Mamblano. All right, I want to go around the room really quickly. Uh, give me your, give me your MVP of the year. Uh, and maybe a couple of sentences why you think he deserves that. All right, let's do a quick lightning round. Giuseppe. You start with me. Sure. You're, I mean, I'm looking at the, I don't know how you guys have the layout, but you're on top of everyone on the screen. So we'll
1: Uh, we'll start with you. you I, I will say, uh, Federico Chiesa, uh, I was Freddy totally, I, I was totally against his uh, him. I didn't want him at Juve, but he, he proved me wrong. And you know what I loved, even if he was probably not on the field the best one, but he was one of the the only one where you saw that he wanted to fight to deserve the shirt. Mm. And for that, I would give it to
0: him. Okay, and obviously his 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 willingness to score and actually scoring important goals. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, Mina, what do you think? There is no <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> I know. I like that.
2: You, it's so it's-
0: do you you felt dreadful a couple of couple of games there, didn't you? Like all of us.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, Keiser had his moments, but it's his first year and there's so much that he does that annoys me, so it's very difficult for me, you know. But he rescued us also on so many, and he is such a beautiful player. I think he will be one of the best Italian players ever. But I thought the confidence Kulishevsky started to show in his last three matches was, like, exactly what I wanted from the beginning of the season. I just wish he showed that from the start. McKennie had his moments, and then there are other moments where he just sort of died um, towards the end. Danino was the most improved. I know this sounds crazy, but for me, I'd give it to Morato. And and I always don't know what it is about Morato, but I always defend him. Because for me, when he plays like, no, like against Bologna, like against Lazio, he does everything his instructions tell him. You know, Piero says to him, press from the front. He presses from the front, you know? Keep the ball in play. That's how the first goal comes. He tries his hardest. Champions League, he was our top scorer, you know? How many assists? He played every... They told him facilitate Ronaldo because that's what he likes and he doesn't know how to do that. Marat is not Benzema, you know? Okay, I'll play the role that you want me to play. I like a guy who listens to instructions. It makes me... Believe in him. He may not be the world's greatest. He's not the best number nine. But to be honest, anyone who just listens to instructions right now is is God sent to me.
0: Excellent. Well, it's it's, it's your opinion. Nobody can take it away. Yeah, uh, I know. I
2: know people will go crazy.
1: Sam, so listen to think? Mina, and you will be her best best friend. Is that uh, I, I understand
0: it well, Mina.
2: <laughs> i think I'm crazy.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I I I feel like feel like that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. If you're gonna say. If you're gonna say what people want to hear, that's that that kind of defeats the purpose. All right. Sam. Ronaldo
2: was our best player, so he should be. Really
0: <laughs> it. Yeah. it it has to be Ronaldo
3: for me. Yeah, um, it it's not it's <laughs> not, it's not it's not a hot take. Um, I, I know this comes on the back of me saying that I wouldn't be that peeved if he left. I'd be thrilled if he stayed. I I my my indifference doesn't take away from the fact that uh i I think he's a fantastic player i mean this this shouldn't be revolutionary but it feels like because we tend to we tend to kind of again do that thing that mina said and take take people for granted take what we have for granted um he's he's the capocano he's i mean i it's hard it's hard to award him the title of most valuable player in the league because he didn't win the title and he won't get it It'll, it'll probably wind up being lukaku or someone for inter um you can make the case that like Donnarumma was more valuable to Milan. His shot stopping at times. But w- within the U.E. context, within the season that we had, I mean, within the confines of the season we had, it has to be him because we forget that he saved us on a number of occasions. He came up with a lot of key goals that we just kind of forget about because it's what we expect of him. But he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Yeah, it it deserves praise. Sure. It deserves praise.
0: What, what was the last-minute goal against uh, Udinese, Udinese, was it?
4: Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, 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 that sort
3: that of
0: gave us, gave
3: us Yeah also, uh, Giuseppe is still yeah his blood pressure still hasn't recovered from that one yeah, uh, yeah. from his life <laughs> from his life based on based on based on um his live the stream. Videos. but yeah um, uh, Ronaldo for me has to Ronaldo. be not that awesome. not that not that crazy and hey I want to mention just
1: Buffon if he yeah. doesn't save the penalty I was going to I was going to
0: dedicate a whole segment but please do yes
2: Bef- yes. Yeah,
0: there no, deserved
2: to be there. Absolutely. We never lost time to him, I don't think. He was brilliant. Yeah, no. brilliant and, it,
3: and it wasn't a small sample size. You mentioned it before, Mina. I think he played like 14, 15 games. It wasn't insignificant. So, yeah. There we go. Makes you wonder.
2: But there was one match when we were really not doing very well. I don't I feel like it was January, February. You know no, it was January when we needed to start we we started playing very pragmatically and everyone started saying, Piolo are you doing an Allegri? And actually what he was doing was just doing what Buffon was telling him to do. Like, let's just close up shop. Let's tighten lines and just try to get wins, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, that Buffon voice is so
0: important. That's a fantastic. And and I I think one of the positives that came out of this pandemic and no fans in the stands is that we got to hear a lot of Buffon and he got himself in trouble a couple of times didn't he? I wanted to mention, I mean, I wanted to mention the, uh, the whole Buffon saga and that, you know, I think it's I think this is it guys. I think this is the time that he actually leaves. It's uh it's bittersweet but he did give us a fantastic season. He came out and he played better than the better than the starting keeper. I think we can all agree that he had a better season and uh kept the kept the team in his fist better than better than Chesney did this year. I don't think there's anybody who would argue that. Uh I always say there's two groups of people. Those who think that Buffon is the greatest keeper of all time and those who are wrong. I feel like that's that's just he's universal he's truth.
2: Who's better, but,
0: I mean, hey, I mean, Bayern Bayern yeah. fans would tell you it's Neuer. Um, uh, Real fans would tell you it's Casillas. But I feel like the longevity and the and the, the 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 way that he is still important on the field. It's it's you can't mess with Gigi. Gigi's the Ask goat. Ask Casillas.
2: Man. He he even says Buffon. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, know. Course, I know. Of course, Look 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 at uh, in is. 25 years of career, Buffon was always competing with the hot goalkeeper of the moment, Kazi and mm, yep. uh, uh, every goalkeeper, yep. everyone. He oh, yeah. yeah. was or the other one or Buffon. Buffon was always next to him, and
4: yeah. he, he's
1: the goat, He's the he's really the best keeper ever. And people yeah. that are saying Yashin, yeah. they probably saw three games of Yashin if they exactly. were born. There's
4: because
1: no, that's nothing. The, no, because you probably saw some highlights of the World Cup in '66. That's it.
0: Yeah, uh, meeting meeting Buffon in in 2013 in San Francisco was one of the one of the best. I mean, I mm. I will take that with me forever. He was the first one to come out greet the fans. There were many many players, and Juve in 2013 was not a, 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 a those those world famous players yet. We were still kind of coming up and
4: Finding for him
0: to come out, Pirlo went to the bus. Uh, Vidal went to the bus. Many people left. Kellini came up. Bonucci came up. Uh, Maurizio Isla. I have a picture with him. Um, uh, uh, many people came up and, and Buffon was the first. Of course, Marquezio came up to the fans and uh, yeah, he, he is truly uh, is the man of the people and it would be a mistake not to mention him on this podcast. Uh, so I have a couple more questions here, but I want to apologize to uh, uh, aladdin and Daddy Torgo from from Reddit. They were asking questions about the managers, and I feel like with the with the news that Allegri is coming, you know, coming to you, is sort of us uh, kind of takes care of it because they were asking about if Pirlo will stay and and, and all that stuff. Um, Anything you guys want to? It's wanna, no
2: wanna... We don't know. It still could change. Maybe.
0: Um, mm, I, I really hope not. In, in my mind, he's already a, he's already on the bench. In my mind, apparently, uh,
1: apparently, apparently, yeah. Rumors. are checking your phones? He has quite quite consistent. They are saying that a uh, a contract should be ready until twenty twenty three for him and his staff: Landucci, Tormbetta, Dolcetti, Foletti. Uh, apparently, even nine million a season. Is it true or not? I have no idea. But uh, hey, it looks more. The minutes are going more. Don't forget, tomorrow there is a big meeting, eh? With Xor, there is no coincidence that Paratici was dismissed today. Dismissed, stopped contract uh, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys want to mention the 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 saga? I I know, uh, Mina. I'll give you the, I'll give you the chance to talk to us about the whole Inter fiasco. If we we wouldn't the the Conte leaving and and oh. the shake up. What is going on? Can you can you kind of fill us in? And give us a couple of thoughts on what is the future of Inter, because I mean, we would yeah. love to hear that that they're the downfall. We're here for it.
2: Listen, I mean, this is something that Conte does. It's a little bit like this is when we were when when um, we were talking about Ronaldo and talking about his behavior. It would be nicer if sometimes he put the team ahead of himself. Yeah. But the problem is, is that to be very good at your job, you have to have a giant ego. And when you have a giant ego, it doesn't facilitate having a team mentality sometimes, you know. And I think with Antonio Conte, the fact is, is he came out over the weekend and said, I dedicate the Scudetto to myself. So I know that he's saying that. Did he really say that? Yeah, I mean, he's hilarious. not...
0: I'm sorry, that's hilarious.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful, right? Like, Because we've obviously grown up watching him. He was our captain, you know? <laughs> Look, he's somebody who's very much aware that Lukaku did so much, that Marotta did so much, that Zhang tried to provide him with the funds he could to bring all those stars from the Premier League, you know? Um, but he does, does believe that he is the difference maker, mm. you know? And at the end of the day... You know, he left Bari, he left Atalanta, he left Juventus, he left Chelsea, and now he's left Inter. And I'll be really honest, sometimes, you know, you are at a club that's paying you 13.5 million euros, yeah, that has tried in every way, shape or form to give you the players that you want, that has brought in Marotta, who is somebody you worked with before and you feel very comfortable with. It's very hard for you to find a team that can keep spending lots of money to, to to satisfy these, and you cannot can you cannot manage more than one competition a season. You know, you do very well in the in the marathons, not so well in the quick races. You know, Champions League quick tournaments, he's never been great at them. You know. I'm saying, as in, we can't all have Messi on the bench for us to win something and to ask these t- teams to constantly provide you with more talent. Right now, like Lazio reached the Champions League and couldn't buy anything more than what, Maurici? <laughs> Come on, what was that? You know, it's very, very difficult. I mean, Allegri had to work with a team that. I mean, he had Lamina on the bench in 2017. That was who his midfielders were on the bench. When Zidane was bringing in Gareth Bale, Allegri only had Mario Lamina on the bench. So Mm -hmm. we have to consider these things. I don't think he's going to find a team that gives him what Inter did. So I think it's his loss just as much as it's Inter's loss.
0: No, I but feel like he's shooting himself in the foot also because when, sorry to interrupt, when people mention him going to Real Madrid, Real Madrid is not going to stand with this nonsense of him leaving in the middle of the training ground or or, or after the season's over. I feel like he's shooting himself in the foot, giving himself this reputation of a, of a one season, two season.
2: Yeah. Managing, and, and you have right? to look at the people who want to play with him. At the end of the day, like he's a little bit of a Jose Mourinho. He, he's very good at certain teams that are depressed. You know, he was very mm-hmm. good for Juventus when we were seventh. He's very good for Inter who tried to win a title. But if you are seasoned professionals who win a lot, Conte is not the one that you want to coach under necessarily. I'll ask you this because Sergio Ramos, went crazy when the idea of Antonio Conte came across and floated, you know. Allegri... Ronaldo came, half of the reason he came was for Allegri. He was a huge fan of his. And so there is a case of, there are some coaches that will play to your game to facilitate the game. But for Antonio Conte, you play whatever he tells you to play mm. and he wins. So you take nothing away from him. He wins and that's all that matters. But I think that sometimes you have to understand that money is hard and you have to try the best you can. You don't always need to win everything. Just try your best and work with the team, and you'll be eventually rewarded. Juventus had no money, and then they bought Ronaldo. Stick around. You never know what can happen, you know? But he won't stick around. So he's officially left now. They're now looking for a coach, and unfortunately for Inter.
0: So what what you're predicting here on Turin Giants podcast is that they will be relegated next year. That's what you're saying?
2: No, (laughs) because I will always trust Marotta more than I'll ever trust Antonio Conte.
0: Who who can they, I mean, there's Simone Inzaghi. uh, Will he stay?
1: Marotta, that's another question.
2: Do you think he will go? I don't
1: know. His contract is not... I'm interested to know.
2: (laughs) I'm dying to know. But I think that he feels really happy at Inter. Mm. Like, he seemed very happy. I, I think that if he finds the right coach... I mean, they're, they are under very, they're very cash strapped. They have to remove what, 20%. Um, there's a lot like of their wages, their wages are very high and their net spend in the last five years is greater than that of Inters and Mil- uh, then Milan and Juve, by the way, mm. their wages are lower, of course, but not that by that much It's by 80 million. So
0: fire you know- sale, baby fire sale. Well, yeah.
3: the, the, there has, there has to be, there has to be a generation of a certain amount of money and it's it's very clear that Antonio Conte is too stubborn to allow that to happen. He doesn't want his name associated with something that won't have Hakimi or Barella or Lautaro. He doesn't, he doesn't like to bend his ideas. It's what Mina said. The idea that one of his top players will have to get sold is too much for him to bear, and he doesn't like to adapt. He likes the club to adapt to him. He imposes his will on them. And there's very little that can be said because when he, when, he, when he implements his ideas, he tends to have success very early on. And then before you have a chance to know whether or not the success can be sustained, he's already on to the next project. It was the same thing with the national team. He
2: didn't want Ericsson. And when he actually just tried to make do with him, they won everything, you know, like as in, you know, they started winning every match with Eriksson. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just initiating or just, just innovating with what he has and not always wanting this player and that player and just trying to work with what he has, Bastoni, you know.
3: He's very petty. He's incredibly petty. The, yeah. the guy he called his
1: daughter, Vittoria, just yeah. just yeah. saying, uh, he's crazy. He's
0: crazy. Uh, well, Mina, Mina mentioned the fact that Conte comes into these clubs that are kind of struggling at the moment and he's able to bring them to where they you know, where they can compete. Okay. I feel like Tottenham right now is the perfect place for him to go. They, they're sort cake? of desperate. Is is he, yeah. is he going for sure? What do you think?
3: Looks like yeah. it. Cause yeah. I'll take
0: him at Juve. Honestly, I've seen, I've, I've seen, seen some games. I'll yeah, take him it's, it's, it's sh- <laughs> sure. Sure. I, oh, I, I, I love will love have, Who, who, I who will else
3: do you want? Gi- Giuseppe? Who do you, who do you want? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Who, who were you speaking about? I didn't hear I the name. Uh, Kane, Kane. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Do you want Haaland and Lewandowski as well? Maybe a- oh, fine. <laughs> i want Pogba.
0: Oh, You're still man. on
2: that one. I don't see. I want Kamavinga.
1: Kamavinga is strong, but he will not come.
2: No, um, he will never come. Pogba. Not-
1: no, I want Pogba. Even I know. I there is it's there is only one player where I'm weak, and it's Pogba. Mm-hmm. I know all really? the things, I know, I know everything, but I don't care. You know, yeah, there okay. is you know these kind of players. He was a baby. I, I have I had him in my arms. I, <laughs> him up and I was I was talking about Pogba to the French people. I was in France. They didn't even know him. I told him he will be the the best in the
0: world. And they said, <laughs> Did you Pogba? did you did you lift him as a baby like in Lion King? <laughs> And the yeah. music started playing. Yeah, I was
1: taking oh, like yeah. in the Lion king. I said, My pogba, I love you, je t'aime. and uh, and then he left.
3: <laughs> That's
4: fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
3: oh, oh. I don't know, was super meme. special Verbal to us. Verbal meme, just dibala quadrado and morata face pogba, and then just you know, he doesn't he doesn't pick up, so they, they just text him, Miss You, just the letter U. <laughs> and then they send that with that gif of the three, uh, the gif of the four of them sliding on their knees in black and gold oh, man. at the etihad say this could be us this could you know we could do this again i don't know i don't think it'll happen this, again this this no, could I don't see be the us point. But,
0: this could be us but you chose money well, um but well, but, but, we'll, but yes
3: sorry this this is an interesting point this is an interesting point i know we i know we've been going for a while here i know we're going to wrap very shortly but if, if 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 we're if we're if we're, if we're Daft enough to pay Minor Iola his, his 20 million euro commission in order to Ah, we don't hear you anymore
4: We yeah, don't
2: hear
0: He us. disappeared Ooh, that sucks
2: But we're definitely uh, daft for paying Minor Iola <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: well, well, poor Sam is trying to He He's still talking, he doesn't know that. He can
2: <laughs> yeah, <go. Sam> hasn't
0: <laughs> that is actually quite hilarious to look yeah, at We passed the question Yes. All right. So, uh, well, that was a that that was that was great. Thank you, guys. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention is I was looking through the demographics of the podcast, and I saw two percent of our listeners are over sixty, and between sixty and one hundred. If you're an old Juve fan listening to this podcast, please get in touch with us. I love old people, and I love that you're on Spotify listening to us. So please reach out. Well, uh, we'll send you some stickers for your for your grandkids. But I absolutely love the idea of. Like grandparents listening to us, so uh, well, I guess we're doing something right um, uh, uh, let me just get some thank yous out of the way since this feels like the last podcast of the season we will go we will go all summer, obviously heroes, and please check out Sam at the Calcio podcast. He will be doing uh the 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 podcasts after Italy games um, so check him out. I want to kind of go through my powerful and handsome co-hosts. I want to shout out to Sam. I know we make fun of him because he's all over the place. He's like the happy bunny. But uh no one, no one is more hardworking, that includes me, on this podcast. No one is uh quicker to come up with a topic, quicker to jump on a podcast, help me out. This this season was kind of tough. We we had to do a lot of lineup changes. So he he stepped up. I really do appreciate you, buddy. Our our Canadian our Canadian son up there in Montreal. Thank you so much, buddy. Um, uh, Matt, Matt was, a, was the OG. He was the first, speaking of 2013 podcasts, he was the first uh, co-host that we had. He jumped back this year. It was a seamless return. We thank him, our, our brother from Boston. I know Boston people are mostly a-holes, but, but Sam is that one. I mean, uh, uh, Matt is that one guy that we love. And uh, I really do appreciate his return to the Touring Giants podcast. Chris, who joined us later in the season, he's a great Juve mind. We like having him at at our disposal. He's not always on a podcast, but believe me, he listens and, and he he's active on Twitter. I love his opinions. Chris, uh, also known as Mr. Inconvenient Truth. And finally, last but not least, Giovanni. He's the old man of the group. He's, he's the grump. Is he's, he's, uh, what, what do you call him, Sam? Can we hear you now? Ah, we can't hear sam uh he's the he's the uncle he's the uh, uh, he's he's the grump of the group. I know he acts like he doesn't care but but i I love that Giovanni found us and that that we found him and um he's a big part of our podcast he's certainly the the strongest urentino amongst us he's like the encyclopedia and um I'm so bummed for him that he missed another podcast with Mina. I know he was really really trying and um uh giovanni we love you hope you hope you uh hope you can jump on the next one and i would love to thank our host giuseppe any last words my friend where can people find you where can li- people listen to you and watch you and they should uh, what's what's the latest on the Giuseppe horizon? Yeah. Tell us. Oh,
1: they can find me, of course, uh, on all social media. It's quite easy because I always use the same name. So it's G Just Juve. Uh, the channel that just celebrated 13k. It's not bad for English speaking Juve fans.
0: followers.
1: It's not. It's really not bad. I'm super proud because I started last year. You know, like uh, for fun. So it's. Yeah, it's it's really nice. So YouTube, uh, Twitch, where I have really... Twitch is, for me, really an organized my own channel where I just speak freely. Uh, otherwise, uh, two times a week, at least on the Juventus Twitch channel official, uh, that we are doing great, great shows because on Juve on Twitch, you know, comparing to other channels that I'm seeing from other team, we are doing a real professional show and we put the, the, the level really high. So I, I really love it. And then on Juventibus, uh once a week, if I'm not a host, then in English. So I think that that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, if we can travel, you can maybe meet me one day in Europe somewhere. Oh. And we'll, uh, and we'll, my last we'll word, I was
0: for sure, yes.
1: If I can, I was super honored, you know, Sam, you, Farad, but especially uh, today with Mina. It was a really, really beautiful surprise to be with you, Mina.
2: You too. Definitely for me too. Thank you.
3: Do you guys hear me? Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah,
3: we, we can, can hear, you hear it. Oh, oh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's
2: like trying so tentatively. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was going uh, it, to, it's Zio Giovanni. That's what I call Giovanni. And, and Zio Giovanni. I know we're rapping, but to, just to, to not leave people hanging on the point I was making, I was saying, if we're daft enough to pay Minos 20 million euro commission, I think you make good and eventually maybe incentivize him to give you priority. Uh, when you want a guy like a Haaland, or potentially the reason I was bringing this up to Zippe, a Pogba, you never know. That's why
2: yeah,
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I know. I know. I know. I know.
3: We're kind of past that point, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of we were kind of on a roll. So thank you for Just that. Uh, for that, uh, uh, Mr. Speedbump. But that's why we love you, and I so hope happy, you get to happy
3: bunny as you. Call I, I, it. I hope
0: you got to hear the, the, the dedication to you. You truly are an MVP of the podcast. I really do love you. Um, Mina, speak, speaking of people that we love, we thank you so much for your, for your time, for your expertise. I mean, people will be, people will be amazed, and uh, uh, I really hope they can find you on. On social media, can you, can you uh, pimp out whatever you got going on? I know uh, yeah. I'm reading, can I, can I read uh, Nikki Bandini's uh, tweet? Uh, After three years, this is the last Syria awesome podcast for ESPN. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in in this rotten pandemic season, the weekly appointment to talk culture with uh, Mina, uh, um, uh, Matteo and Kay Murray has been one of the best things that kept me off. Af- oh, one of the buoys that kept me afloat um yeah i I know a lot of people who listen to our podcast also listen to Serie. awesome do you have anything to say to those people uh who are listening right now
2: listen we're not going away so um the obviously espn lost the rights to Serie, so it doesn't make sense for us to advertise the league for other people so the podcast dies that doesn't mean that our job does and um you should still watch ESPN because they've got La Liga, right? So if you do care about Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atleti, all of that, that you know, it's still the, one of the best channels in the world. Um, having said all of that, by June, we will all sign new contracts and tell you where we are, who we're with, which channel we're on, what we've decided Brazil. to do. Um, we know for sure that Mateo's left ESPN now, um, mm. after he will do so after the Euros, um, because he's a contracted uh, person uh, me and Nikki are on freelance So we have a different contract entirely Um, So mine runs till August And I will update you then As to what we've all decided to do But follow us on social media Either way, you can still hear me throughout On the BBC for the Euros, for everything else The and The I mean, beams, we, yeah And I mean, in fact, we, we, in 15 minutes, I do TV for them So, but other oh, than man, that
0: yeah, man, yeah, we better hurry up We, we literally had a BBC <laughs> correspondent on our podcast God damn it this is the type oh, no, of people we can prove
3: Farhad, you kill me because like you've been doing this for so long. The podcast is quite large, and you still can't. Farhad's a guy who can't believe what he's. You creating. know, in my like, mind, like, what am in, I, doing? How am I-
0: in, in in my mind, there's like ten people listening right now. Like you can you can give me any demographic. You can give me any statistics. I am so like. I'm still in Saeed's bedroom with Saeed and Matt recording on a little, little desk and and we're still, so I appreciate you guys for, for uh, letting, you know, keeping me, keeping me humble. Um, Mina, we will follow your journey. I'm sure you'll land on your feet and you, you'll be awesome. And hopefully you'll be back, right? Yeah, for
4: sure.
0: For sure. Thank you so much. Giuseppe, Sam, you guys are the best. All the listeners we love you. We'll be back after a short break. Uh, we'll take some time off, get, get our, uh, uh, you know, Get our Definitely. summer on, and um, and we'll, we will be back for sure. Thank you guys for this awesome season. We we made some changes, and I glad and I'm glad you guys responded well. We've seen we've seen the best numbers we've we've ever seen. So, I really do appreciate you all. This is Farhad, and Forte Juve.